Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Need More Info, a podcast exploring the worlds of movies, video games, and TV shows. I'm your host, Nate, and today I'm joined again by co-host Fergus. How are you doing, man? Hello, everyone. It's me again. I am back to talk everything film, TV, games, and whatever else with you guys. It's a Fergus. He returns. That was my terrible Mario impression, not an Italian impression before anyone else says anything. Uh, yeah, but no, it's, uh, how, how's your week been, man? What have I done this week? I have got really into Forza Horizon 5. Um, it's a fun game. Uh, I got really into Forza Horizon 4. Um, I'm not sure if 5's as good as 4. Um, I got carried away and bought the Car Pass pack which I think has somewhat skewed the progression curve of the game because, like, I've sort of completed it 20 hours in, but there's, like, last time it took me nearly 100 hours. So I don't know what's going on. Hmm. Some, the cars are a bit easy, but then some are not so easy. And then I think that where the progression curve stops, there's just a massive gap because I guess you've missed out on learning how to drive well. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, I, I I tried to do that myself. But yeah, recommend it. Probably don't buy the Welcome Pass premium pack. I don't know. I'm in two minds about that one. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, so for myself, I uh, pretty much, you know, just relaxing. Uh, we had a we had a party that we went to in the past week. So that, that was a yes. that was fun. Tiring, but very fun. Uh, I got my face painted. It was it was fun. Uh, much queuing, much face painting. It was a great, great, great time, and uh, got, 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 definitely got my steps in this past week. I could tell that for sure. Yeah. So this week, uh, you know, I've just been, um, I've been playing a uh, Ter- Starship Troopers Terran Command. Still, I've uh, been loving that game. Bloody difficult, uh, and also with the PlayStation Plus um, new version out. So I've got the PlayStation Extra now. They had like five pound on my wallet left and they're like well if you upgrade 20 quid you can get the extra for the rest of the year for like four or five hundred playstation 4 playstation 5 games or if you do 30 pounds you can have game trials and you know streaming games and i'm like okay okay that means i only have to pay 25 then i like the sounds of that yeah i downloaded like a ton of games including demon souls which i was not gonna buy like Elden Ring was my like my my purchase for like you know, my risk purchase, but Demon Souls luckily is on that list. And also a game that we'll probably talk about a little bit, a tiny bit later, Stray, the uh, the cat game that's coming out in July, uh, will be actually added to the PlayStation Plus collection for free. You won't have to pay for it. It'll just be it'll just be there for PlayStation Plus members, which I think is really awesome to have, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, obviously, you know. It's great to have everyone back. It's uh, great to be back here talking to you all lovely, lovely people. Um, it's been an interesting time here at NMI. We've uh, got some technical things behind the scenes that we're working on, still working out, figuring out that animation. Animation's hard, people. Who would have thought? Just trying to figure that stuff out. It is. I've never managed myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I've done 3D animation, but 2D animation is like weird to me. Oh, it's always been weird. Um, also, we've uh, we're possibly might be doing some in-person recording eventually. So that's just figuring out the uh, the tech budget for that at the moment. Uh, figuring out the technical the technical details for that, and possibly we'll do it every couple of weeks to a month. So we may have some in live uh, in live recordings. So basically, we're doing it over the Discord now, people, and uh, recording that way. So that's how we get about it. COVID pretty much cemented that for a lot of people, to be honest. It's actually a really good way of doing it. Uh, Craigbot on Discord, I highly recommend it, people, if you want to start podcasts yourself. 
So, obviously, last week, people, we got into our... Oh, last week was fan casting up-and-coming films. Um, we were talking about uh, who we are going to cast for the likes of God of War. Yes, I actually spoke to my uh, my housemate about uh, the James Bond casting, and he was very much behind the uh, the John Boyega casting for uh, for James Bond and uh, mm. Dev Patel. Definitely different, definitely different. Also, we are now uh, pushing ourselves on the marketing campaign. Uh, hopefully, that should be going up soon. It's still in review with Instagram, but hopefully, we'll have some lovely uh, NMI posts going out soon to push to the the people out there. Obviously, people, you know, you come here for the lovely, lovely topical debates, which we'll be getting into again today. Not heavy topics, but more like, you know, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, we'll be doing our news roundup again. Uh, it seems we have a bunch of ran- a bunch of news people still waiting on that God of War Ragnarok state of play that's rumored to be happening because I really want to bloody know what's going on there. I keep I have my Twitter on people in the background refreshing to make sure <laughs> that that doesn't appear during the podcast recording. Because we record this on Tuesdays, people. So, uh, you know, we like to make sure we get this uh, bit of editing time before, you know, before we send it to people, lovely people out there. So, obviously, uh, after the news segment, we'll be doing our topic. And the topic this week will be the top three games we're anticipating for the rest of 2022. I'll figure out a shorter title later because it got to put on the poster, people, the advertising poster. And I'm sure, you know, we'll, uh, we may have some honorable mentions as well in there as well, which we might talk about very, very briefly, but it'll be really good to uh, find out what we're really looking forward to. But we will get to that in the second half of the news after the news segment. What we might do is people in the future as well, we might be actually splitting the podcast into two. So obviously, uh, you love people might enjoy coming and hearing the news segment each week. But may- maybe some people just want to hear the lovely topical debates that we get into. So we're currently contemplating how to release a possible two episodes a week with a new- weekly news roundup and also a just topic-specific episode. Uh, we'll probably record them the same day uh, or at least within a, c- a couple of days and then release them to your lovely people out there. Um, maybe on a Tuesday and a Friday. Uh, if you email us in uh, with, your- with us your thoughts, we're thinking maybe Tuesday for the topic and Friday for the weekly roundup because the week has ended almost. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But speaking of news, Fergus. Hello. Shall we start the news? Yes. Let's see what has been going on this week. Well, this, these two films are officially old now, Fergus. They're, uh, they're in their midlife crisis phase. I'm talking about Blade Runner and The Thing. Uh, Ridley Scott's Blade Runner and John Carpenter's The Thing. Both released on June, June 25th, 1982. It was their 25th anniversary, sorry, their 40th anniversary uh, within within the last week. Jesus. And these films still hold up today, in my opinion. They are mm. stunning movies. I, I watched a retro review recently for The Thing and just the, 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 the an- actual animatronics and the actual physical props for that movie are still grotesque, but in an amazing way to this day. And I, it just, it just goes to show because obviously they did the thing, uh, the the prequel uh, a few years ago, but it was mm. much heavy CGI, and CGI does not hold up compared to prosthetics if it's done and you know practical yeah. effects if it's done correctly. Yeah. Have you seen the black and white nineteen thirties the thing? No, I haven't. If you haven't, I do recommend it. It's it's, it's pretty horrific for a nineteen thirties film yeah because that's the original version isn't it because it because the thing is technically so. is is the thing a remake of a yes so it's based on the uh it's based on the 19 i'm actually got the wikipedia up here it's based on the 1938 novella also go check out um james's novella the advertiser will be in the miller's podcast go 
titled Who Goes There? And it encounters a American research Antarctica who deal with any, a parasitic extraterrestrial life form that assimilates them. Just insane, the fact that, you know, 1938. Oh, so it was, um, there was an, actually an adaptation in the mid in in um, The Thing from Another World in 1951. Uh, there, there was a film then. And the production for this movie began in the mid-70s. Also, found a little uh, treat about The Thing. Uh, Kurt Russell was actually the last to be cast for that movie, which I think is really interesting, to be honest, because John Carpenter worked with him already and he wanted to cast a different actor. This is what I found out from another podcast I watched. So I was really, mm. I was really interesting to find out. But if you've not seen The Thing, people, I'm not going to spoil it for you. It is a an amazing, an amazing movie. It didn't, it really did not do well at the box office when it first came out. Uh, this and Blade Runner. Um, uh, so the thing was made for fifteen million dollars. It only made, but just under twenty million in the America. And Blade Runner was made for thirty million. It only made forty-one million. Just goes to show, though, that cult classics really do later on become well, cult classics. It just becomes amazing to go back and rewatch these films. If you're gonna watch Blade Runner, uh, with uh, Harrison Ford and a few other people and Rut- Rutger Hauer, and Edmund, and and also. Commander Adama himself from Battlestar Galactica, Edward James Olmos. Go watch the final cut of Blade Runner. It's it's, it's the best version to watch that movie. Mm. And then watch the sequel by Denis Villeneuve, Blade Runner 2049, which came out a few years ago. I have not seen this yet, actually. Oh, I highly recommend it. It's, it's really good. And there was an anime uh, series called Blade Runner Black Lotus that was released last year that. as well. Um, of course, you saw the anime. Well, I say anime. The animation was pretty, pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> well, then I remember when we went to go watch Blade Runner. The um, the volcanic ash incident happened, and um, uh, mm. or, or, or was it was it volcanic ash? Or was it the Sahara de- de- Desert that was uh, blowing the de- the dust? The Icelandic volcano exploded, grounding all flights for like ages. I do remember that. Yeah, because it was really weird because we. We went to go watch Blade Runner 2049. A lot of it is like orange and beige and like, you know, a lot of the... And then we came out the cinema. It was all blue when we went in and everything was just orange and brown. And it, it was literally like we were coming in for a 4D, like a live 4DX experience. Like it was like it was weird to come out into that. It was, it was ridiculous, but hilarious at the same time. It was, it was so good. Yeah, I definitely recommend that people. But no, happy 40th anniversary to Blade Runner and The Thing. I never knew they came out on the same day. And it just goes to show people that, you know... Though a movie may not do well initially at the box office, you know, they do much better later on. Much better mm. later on. And um, obviously, you know, The Thing had, you know, a video game adaptation, comic book series later on, had the prequel movie, which wasn't as good. And I know Jason Blum is actually looking at doing a possible sequel or adaptation, a remake of The Thing. Okay. I mean, with Blumhouse, they do actually really do a good job with a lot of their films. So mm. it'll be really interesting to see what they do. But yes. Happy 40th anniversary to Blade Runner and The Thing. Definitely go watch them, people, if you've not seen them. Don't let hearing the words 40 years old put you off because they really do hold up and they are mesmerizing the films. Go check them out. So, going over to another film that's actually from a from an older from an older collection we have. Now, Fergus was telling me before and he's never seen the original of this movie. Hocus Pocus. Mm. Uh, a 1993 American fantasy comedy horror film directed by Kenny Ortega, uh, written by Neil Cuthbert and Mike Garris, uh, following a villainous tr- comedic tree of witches who are inadvertently resurrected by a teenager boy in Salem, Massachusetts on Halloween. 
and the comedic exploits that go on after that. Uh, the film even itself, you know, back in the day, $28 million budget, only made $45 million at the box office. It was considered a box office failure with mixed reviews. It's getting a sequel, people. <laughs> it's mm. getting a sequel on Disney Plus in September. Uh, with the original cast coming back with Bette Midler, Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy, um, sorry, uh, uh, yeah, Kathy, uh, no, Jimmy, uh, Doug Jones, which uh, was one of his first films, I believe, as the um, the the, cre- the creepy zombie guy. I, I said I've only really seen the film once or twice when I was younger. Mm. It's really interesting to see, like, you know, these movies come back and to think this movie is... It'll be released 29 years, pretty much, after the original movie. And just seeing this come back is interesting, to be honest, because, yeah, I just I saw the trailer and there's this hilarious musical sequence in that movie. Um, like they actually do have a look at musical performance. because You have Bette Midler in your movie. You're going to have a musical performance. The, the you know, the amazing Bette Midler. Again, coming to Disney Plus on September 30th. I'm surprised they did not release this on Halloween. That's the one thing for a witch movie. Yeah, that would have been a good shout. Um... So I, I literally only know Hocus Pocus 1 as a GIF. So I, it's got obviously got a cultural staying power somewhere. Um, but... So you don't know the song, I put a spell on you. I mean, I know the song, but not yeah. in reference to the film. Oh, of course, of course. That's that. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, no, obviously, you know, uh, really, really looking forward to seeing that. I'll probably go back and watch the original. I believe the original's on Disney Plus as well, so... I don't pull me to that people it might be on there who knows <laughs> we're just going to keep in the same vein now people the same vein of films classic films getting sequels and like you know more news coming out you haven't seen the recent ghostbusters movie uh the sequel afterlife did you fergus i did not uh i kind of left ghostbusters ghostbusters that maybe the original one or two i don't think mm. vigo do you remember vigo with the um, yeah, with the Statue of Liberty moving, do you remember Maybe. the statue with the with the goo and the dancing toaster? I don't remember a dancing toaster. Lifting me higher. We're gonna get demonetized for me singing that, but who who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so obviously, you know, we had the uh, sequel, the official sequel, not the uh, Ghostbusters reboot that happened with um, mm. Kristen Ritter. Uh, not Kristen Ritter. Sorry. Um, uh, melissa mccarthy uh in that and it did not do well i i really did not like that film love the actresses in it love love the cast in it i thought it could have been a great movie great premise but the story itself was not great the movie the other the, the official sequel though directed by jason reitman the son of ivan reitman it was great in my opinion it was it was not big and grandiose compared to the original like and to prefer the original wasn't huge it was you know it was a really it had huge elements, but not to, you know, this was not to that level. And obviously, they're coming back for an, a sequel. Uh, so with this, uh, it's confirmed that the movie will hit cinemas next December, on December 20th. And it will confirm it's re- going to return to New York City, because in Ghostbusters Afterlife, it actually takes place in Oklahoma. In, mm. a, in a Yeah, in a small community in Oklahoma. And it follows the grandchildren of uh, Egon Spengler. Obviously, you know, the, the actor who played Egon Spengler passed away uh, before the film came out uh, a few years before. And it's really sad, but it was really interesting to see how they played that into the movie. I'm not going to spoil it for you, Phil, because I do really highly recommend going to watch it. Because it's one of those movies that it's not it's not like groundbreaking at all in any sense of the word but it's just a really really good film to just put on and watch just mm. really good really good really good fun to watch and it's under two hours i believe mm. it's just under two hours which is a, a magical word to hear 
Unless you're Doctor Strange, which I think should have been longer. Because that just didn't stop for anything. But yeah, that's uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. No official title yet. Maybe we'll think of a title uh, later on in uh, the podcast. But yeah, that's coming out December 20th. Oh yeah, my uh, uh, that date's uh, very good for me. I won't say why. <laughs> Comes out 2023 next year. So definitely plenty of time for that to come out. I'm really looking forward to if the original cast come back. Staying in the uh, realm of, you know, classic people, classic characters not just in film, but in, like, multiple genres of media. Fergus, I believe you know of a man called, an auteur called John Williams. Yes, the famous composer. Now, I believe you brought this to my attention, Fergus. Yes, uh, according to Classic FM, he is giving up making film scores or leaving movies altogether. Um, I think he's effectively approaching retirement, which, I mean, he's quite old now, so... Fair enough. 90 years old. Yeah, you might as well have some free time. Right? He, he has been going great guns for some time now on a huge number of films. 60 really. years? Uh, Almost 60 like. years? He's He's been just absolutely everywhere my entire life. So, oh, Of course, yeah. yeah, all of us. Yeah, you, you can't, you, in the world today, you cannot go anywhere without hearing any any possible thing you know superman star wars harry potter indiana jones jaws one of the most iconic themes of all time which is just a two key (laughs) two keys played throughout the most of the thing you know and honestly uh i'm really glad that this man did all this audio or all this all this all these compositions you know come on man do all of the fates yeah yeah legendary legendary music you know uh the superman theme song like you know you you hear that theme and even now people today you know you have all these new incarnations of superman coming out and mm. everyone wants everyone wants that john williams theme in there you know the smallville the tv show ended with that theme song because the stuff he's composed has become like completely synonymous with the origins of quite a lot of these franchises that are still going today right they are the original hooks. So. Yeah. Oh, and he did hook. Ironically, ah, <laughs> pun, inten- pun not intended, <laughs> but hook. Hook's a great movie. People go check that out. It's absolutely a brilliant film. Yeah. No. Uh, big, big respect for John Williams. Uh, I think after this, we may have to. I may have to go put on a bit of John Williams to go relax to when I'm going to play some games later. Depending on what, what I might play. I will say though, there were some definitely some tracks within the specifically the Last Jedi. Uh, which I actually did quite enjoy. It's the audio where Luke is walking out to meet Kylo Ren, and uh, with the you know the First Order uh, walkers there, and he's like, you know, it's it's a slow it's a slow momentous build up of the audio when he's walking out. I think that's I think that's the you know apart from March the Resistance track, that's the one thing I most remember from the sequels. And also, I found out that uh, Mark Hamill's children are supposedly in that scene. When he's walking mm. out, it's the final time as Luke Skywalker in physical person, um, which I think is really interesting. And I, 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 I do think that's, you know, I, that's one of my favorite things about the sequel trilogy. But yeah, no, mad respect for John Williams. Um, I believe Indiana Jones will be his final film, supposedly. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so really look forward to that. Though he won't retire from music. So I'd be really interested to see what he moves on to after that, because I don't think we've ever really got, not that I'm aware of, any, like, John Williams originals that aren't film-related. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he's been so in demand for so long. I think he's been making a lot of things other people want him to make. So yeah. it probably stands to reason he's got an opera or two in the back pocket that he probably wants to get out. 
imagine imagine that his final crescendo as it were uh just releasing one original john williams score album you mm. know just the amount the amount of people would buy that would be insane to be honest which yeah. would be which would be amazing it'd be lovely lovely to see again congratulations to john williams for the amount of stuff he's done for almost almost six decades i want to say and uh we look forward to him what he does later on after that flipping over to someone else who's uh possibly who left but it might possibly come back is a uh, birdman himself christian bale mm. he, has, he has come out and said that he would do another batman movie but only if christopher nolan was doing it now that does sound interesting to me it's my favorite version of batman but it it does seem quite hard seeing that coming back now they've committed to the new direction of this particular batman i mean we do have batfleck and keaton in the flash movie mm. and keaton is going to be in the batgirl movie mm. and we have patterson oh it's like um multiverse mm. yeah and yeah. also, you, you have your Joker sequel supposedly happening, which is not set to its own thing as well. I know a lot of people have said that DC should go the opposite route to Marvel. They should just do individual movies. I will yeah. say, I'm going a bit tired of Batman. There's so many DC characters. Yeah, I do. So agree. many. Like, we're getting a Blue Beetle movie. Uh, yes. we're, getting, we're getting a Batgirl movie. Mm-hmm. The Joker movie, I'm actually really looking forward to, like, if it's a musical. Again, that is, I have uh, that is going to seem to be believed. That one. I mean, I'd, I'd be, I'd definitely have for that. The fact that it's Todd Phillips, who obviously you know he was amazing when he did Joker, but to go from the Hangover to the Joker to a Joker musical uh, is still hilarious <laughs> to me. No pun intended. <laughs> but yeah, no, obviously you know Superman has been underutilized in my opinion. You know that, mm. you know he he people did some Man of Steel, but I, I really loved that film. You know, everyone criticized the destruction in that movie. I'm like, he is a super-powered being trying to stop another super-powered being. There's going to be damage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Avengers destroy entire cities accidentally. Like, yeah, exactly. These things I mean, happen. I mean, they, st- they, they, they couldn't stop the end of half of the universe. People getting wiped out. Yes, well, yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, obviously we've got Wonder Woman sequel coming as well. Uh, but yeah, there's a whole plethora of, you know, characters that they could use. We're getting Black Adam. In in um mm. in October with, with Dwayne Johnson, we're getting Shazam two, which I'm really looking forward to, because mm. uh, I really enjoyed the first Shazam movie, and we're getting Aquaman two as well, mm. so we're getting that as well, uh, and obviously the Flash movie, which we won't go into. But with with DC though, and if Christian Bale did want to come back, it would be interesting. I'd the problem is though is that that movie ends in a weird way to me. I wasn't. I wasn't the biggest fan of the ending of that movie because they they had Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character revealed as Robin, which I thought was weird that his actual name was Robin, mm. and how well, it ended with the you know the the lift up of him becoming the new Batman essentially, whatever he was going to mm. be. Yeah, yeah. I well, you kind of need to telegraph that he is, you know, Robin the character. I think because I I don't know if I really fully got that the first time round, if I'm honest, because again I'm used to them being in their kind of standard 1960s outfit of course yeah. yeah i mean it depends on what version of rob as well because i mean like it, they could have just called him grayson like you know his last name could have been grayson which is you know dick grayson mind you if you said oh yeah my first name's dick i probably you know people people's <laughs> yeah exactly people's brains would giggle still at that even though she's yeah. richard yeah yeah, I love the fact as soon as I said that the smirk i just saw the smirk on uh, fergus's face as soon as i said that uh, well 
you, yeah, the internet would have endless fun with that one. But I mean, like the film ends in an interesting way. Like he he retires. Him and uh, Alfred see each other from across the way. I don't know how you could continue that film series. I really no, don't. He would have to return, at, as you say, as one of these um, multiverse characters, or be that particular Batman in a multiverse that mainly concentrated on one of the villains that we didn't necessarily see in that those three films because then it would have to be set within those three films as well and be written into that law because batman's uh, you know i mean we were we were supposed to get a batman versus superman movie with brandon ralph superman back in the day Mm. and that was supposed to be christian bale's batman because uh you know the film i am legend yes there's a poster in that movie for batman versus superman yes yeah like and also, we're getting an I Am Legend sequel, supposedly still. Mm. Which I, um, I don't know how the how. The, if, if you know how mm. that film ends, like, like unless they have to use the alternate ending, that's all I'm going to say. Like, that's the only way I can see them actually doing that, to be honest. But yes, um, massive fan, fan of Christian Bell. Love Robert Pattinson. I know Fergus was... Mm. Eh, I prefer the Christian Bale version to the Robert Patterson version. I actually prefer the Ben Affleck version to both of them. Mm. I think Ben Affleck's the best version of Batman, in my opinion. Apart from the killing aspect, um, mm. you know, I think he physically and visually, I think he's the best looking Batman. And also mm. he, 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 he nailed Bruce Wayne, in my opinion. Like if you watch the Batman animated series and have a comparison image, it's literally pretty much shot for shot Ben Affleck. And I'm really hoping that Ben Affleck, we, if Ben Affleck might possibly stick around, hopefully we might get that um, a Ben Affleck movie where he fights Deathstroke, mm. which I think would be amazing because Deathstroke needs to be around because he's, he's an amazing villain for, um, for DC, which he's, he, he's underutilized as well. Maybe not animation, but live action, definitely. Mm. Yeah, really, really looking forward to that. So it seems that Netflix is going to start showing adverts, the chief, chief executive uh, confirms. I do not like this at all, to the point where I may give up my shared password. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm that guy. Bye-bye Netflix, I think. Uh, <sighs> How dare you? How dare you betray, betray, betray the, net, the net of flex? There's many other places on the streaming verse to go. That is true. Because you still don't even have bloody Disney Plus yet. No. No, exactly. So the only way I could see this happening is they'd have to lower the subscription fee if they put advertisements in. Mm-hmm. That's the only way they could do it. Now, people have said they would watch it with adverts because like Spotify has adverts for the free version, but it's free. Yes. The same with Crunchyroll, actually. The free version of Crunchyroll has ads and the quality is shocking. Yeah, that's the thing as well. They'd probably lower the visual quality. They probably they could they could go the now TV route and lower it to seven twenty p. That could happen mm. if if it if 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 it, if they did that much cheaper. I don't think they would. I think there would be a minimum ten eighty. They just want to get four k. But I've I've always been for like I think they should have a student fee for Netflix. Like if students want Netflix, they should have like a much lower fee. Like Amazon do yeah. for Amazon Prime, a student Prime essentially. You know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but as I say people are cutting back on a lot of things, like even the electricity to run the TV to watch Netflix sort of level. So, I mean, yeah, that that's going to be very interesting if all that happens. Obviously, we and also with Netflix, they're canceling a lot of good shows as well before they're done, which is a whole conversation, yeah. you know, uh, wasted we, money. 
on that. Yeah, card. we can have Cowboy Bebop. <clears throat> that's what I'm yeah. gonna say. People yeah. diss on Cowboy Bebop, but one more season would have been done. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, John Cho got injured for that show as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think he was unrightfully cancelled too early, or even just give him one more chance because you you can change stuff in a second season. But I digress. I don't want to get yeah. into that because I'll just keep yes. going. <laughs> I'll keep going on that to be honest. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much the only uh, TV news item we have this week. Obviously, there was a bit more development on the the Snow TV show front. How Kit Harrington was actually in conversations with actually this show being in development uh, from mm. from quite early on. So if Kit Harrington actually has the interest of coming back for Game of Thrones, I'm a bit more inclined to give it a go. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do after that ending, like because he yeah. just goes off. He goes beyond the wall. Like I don't know what you could do, but. You know, who who knows? And I, if you're going to do it, maybe have a limited series. Don't try and do ten seasons of Snow. Like you know, like that. That's I, the running, uh, suppose, that's the running title for it. Snow. Exhausted franchise. My God. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And we're getting Lord of the Rings soon, so you know, in a few months, I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. Really looking yeah. forward to that. So switching up to. The video games, Fergus. The video games. Mm. Uh, we actually just watched the uh, Gotham Knights Robin trailer mm. uh, coming from uh, Warner Brothers Montreal. How do we feel about that? Uh, I prefer his fighting style. He's got a big stick that does fancy things. Big stick. Um, he's also now tech in this universe. Um, they seem to be quite <laughs> technologically advanced. Uh... <laughs> I mean, they do have a floating watchtower in space yeah. and they do have a man called superman who is yeah. a god yeah but he's not technologically i mean he's uh, well so they've got a um, teleportation um satellite that will teleport robin locally a couple of meters during a fight i uh, oh i see <laughs> sure uh so i know did you ever watch the young justice tv show mm. Probably not enough of it, no. Or, I don't know if it was in Justice League, but they have what's called Zeta Tubes. So basically, in a, in those shows, they actually had, like, teleportation between places. So mm. they actually did have teleportation technology developed. Now, don't mm. get me wrong, teleporting it, as you said, a few meters, no. This was actually, you had to go into a walkway to go to a different location. Mm. I don't know why they just didn't have maybe a magical element, like portal jumping, like maybe mm. Nightcrawler-esque. Like, because yeah. Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler can teleport, you know, it's, it's a, but I, I think like Robin is not meant to have superpowers. So, mm. and also this is the Tim Drake version of Robin. So this is actually supposed to be the, the best version of Robin that Batman saw really, you know, in the, I believe, I believe in the comic books, everyone sees Tim Drake as the best Robin. Mm. Now, Dick Grayson is seen as like the Lothario of the of the Robins and the 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 best person to take over for Batman, I believe, mm. or or it was a case of he didn't want to be Batman, but he was his own person. Jason Todd, Red Hood, no. Um, and then you have uh, Tim Drake, who was the the best of all of them. Essentially, he was he was extremely smart, or he is extremely smart, and he he was just amazing at his character. What I saw. In that gameplay, I actually really liked his movement and his actual animation fighting style. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think like... Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, just a lot better than the other fighting content we've seen from this game. So I, I, I do I do rank... So I think it would go Robin, uh, Nightwing, then Red Hood at the bottom. We haven't seen Batgirl yet, and I'm really That's interested true. to see how she fights. I think it'll be quite similar to Robin, like, but I think she'll have more the tech. She'll have more the tech-based um, 
uh, combat, she will. Because obviously, you know, she's the she's she's Oracle. You know, she's she's bad girl. She's more more mm. tech based. Uh, but for for Tim Drake's Robin, though, I'm very interested to see where this goes because I I did love that bit in the trailer where he just like boings a guy with a in the face with the the the, the staff and just smacks him up in there. I thought that was quite funny, to be honest. Mm. Uh, the teleportation aspect, though, I'm wondering how it's going to play out. I thought it was a bit on the nose, actually saying, "Oh, I've got teleportation technology. Maybe I can maybe I can use this." It's there to explain that mechanic, and that mechanic makes that fighting super cool, so why not? Yeah. From a game's point of view, probably. Yeah, I agree. I agree, definitely. Definitely. So, obviously, you know, really looking forward to that's coming out October 25th. We'll actually talk about uh, that a bit later on. Going on to our next news item. Uh, this is actually blending with TV. Maybe we should blend this a bit easier. Uh, so, Horizon, the TV series. Mm. It's containing names. Uh, first assistant director, Jack Bohm from The Boys and, and art director, mm. Ma- Ma- Mikhail, Ma- Michelle or Ma- Mikhail Brady. This does interest me, The Expanse in Saw 2. Now, The Expanse is a visually stunning show. So, the art director could be really good for this. Uh, obviously, this is a Netflix adaptation. And it's, and it's called... Uh, currently horizon 2074 and supposedly it's going to take place in two timelines mm. now i'm wondering if this will be like you know present day and in the past because have you played horizon zero dawn no i did pick up a free comic book from comic-con that i haven't got around to reading yet it's fucking dark do you know what? i'm not going to spoil it too much because you do go to play the game and it's really interesting to see how Hor- horizon zero dawn plays out because mm. i do recommend playing it but yeah the the the, the because the actual game set like a thousand years after the events, mm. at least a thousand years. But the actual origin of it is quite dark. Like mm. it's like Terminator in reverse, essentially. Because mm. it, it's a post post apocalyptic world, you know. It's, yeah. And the one concern I have for the show is the budget. Mm. Now, Stranger Things does did have almost a three hundred million dollar budget. The mm. amount of mechanics, the mechanical aspect of this, like if it's going to be a prequel. Mm. The, the amount of war in this the cgi needed is going to be insane yeah yeah i yeah no i i do agree i don't know how they're going to do it um god of war will be easier to it? pull off god of war will be easier to pull off than this show in my opinion yeah no it's I, got I god, god of war's not more character based than cgi and like practicality the volume is going to have to be used quite a bit in my opinion Mm. like i think i think they're gonna have to utilize that quite a bit quite a bit to be honest but we will see uh and they're going to be filming in toronto get those get those tax incentives supposedly that'd be <laughs> interesting to see this is actually going to come from jeff grubb uh on twitter so i'm really looking forward to see what they do here really hopeful i'm wondering what the cast is going to be like because there's a reason for that the cast i won't spoil it but it'll be interesting to see what plays out shifting mm. over to another property though uh i kind of wish we got now, you haven't seen The Boys, have you, Fergus? I have not, no. So supposedly, Hideo Kojima was going to create had shelved a game concept because it was too similar to The Boys, and he wanted hmm. Mads Mikkelsen to star in it. Uh, Kaj- sup- yeah, Kojima's version of that could have been very interesting. Supposedly, though, the creator of The Boys TV show wants to work with Kojima now to create this product. Cool. I'd be down for that. I'd be fucking down for that. If like, Jim's up for it, then sure. <laughs> like, and Mads Mikkelsen is just what well, he's just phenomenal as an actor. Like, mm. there's not not one actor I could think of who could take over for Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins as uh, mm. Hannibal Lecter, apart from him. And obviously, he was great in other properties he's been in. But I'm really interested to see what they do because obviously we've got the Kojima um, PS5 
5 game coming out, which obviously most people realize is pretty much Death Stranding 2. And then mm-hmm. you have this Xbox game coming out. I'm wondering what that game could have been. You know, it would have been interesting. But uh, supposedly it would have been a buddy male-female thing with a special detective facing off against the legendary heroes behind the scenes, which is literally the boys. But I'd really be interested in this. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it can work still. It can work. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Could do it, Kojima. We want it. You work with Eric Kripke to make this uh, make this property. It'd be really interesting to see. Oh, and the boys is just fucked up this season. Jesus Christ, it's so messed up. We'll, we'll actually be doing a boys season three roundup review with uh, a few other people from the crew of the Informers uh, when we finish that show in a few weeks' time. So it'd be really interested to see what we do there. Speaking of difficulty and fucked upness, Elden Ring, Fergus, I know you haven't played this game. I haven't played it. I haven't really watched much beyond VTuber clips of them get squashed basically yeah obviously you know uh myself and james we were not we were not we're we're not good at these games we we're not good from from software games like soul side games but Mm. i recommended james pick it up and he's really playing it quite a bit uh i believe he's even playing it right now uh i've got like over 130 hours in this game elden ring it's absolutely stunning i'm probably gonna go back to it when dlc comes out because there was a certain boss i just couldn't get past i was like i'm done for now there's other games i can play but it seems that hideka miyazaki i hope i'm him correctly hints that their their next game is almost complete it's in the final stages of development according to the japanese language publication for gamer this is insane. They've just done Elden Ring and they've probably got two development teams. Mm. The fact that the next game is almost complete is just insane. It's probably from the Sekiro team. I don't know if Sekiro was much working on the Elden Ring. I don't know which team it was, but I'd be really interested to see what they do here, to be honest. Mm. Do we know anything about this new game? Has there been any teasers? Nothing. Nothing, nothing at, at all. all. We know n- nothing at all. Nothing at mm. all. It'll be interesting what? to see where it sets then, I guess. like Yeah. Yeah, yeah, be wondering, wondering, wondering what goes on there. So, Fergus, shall we hop over to a bit of Steam, or you know, let's deck out that information with a bit of Steam Deck? That was a terrible segue, yes. terrible fun, but I don't care. What is happening in Valve Land? Valve Land, you say? It seems they are going to try to double the number of Steam Decks they're going to ship. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I was originally booking. So I've been considering getting a Steam Deck for a while. I did originally. Uh, pre-order one the 540 pound version i believe it was and i cancelled my pre-order because i was like you know, I, 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 at the time i was i didn't know how they were going to be when they actually mm. released supposedly people are loving this handheld device now like it runs really well for a lot of games and obviously steam are doing a pre-approved list that people can see before they even purchase games now which i think is really awesome to play on steam deck mm. and there's a ton of games that play on the steam deck uh, but really interesting to see, to be honest. You know, Valve is currently working on the Q3 reservations uh, and hopefully to push out a double the number of Steam Decks coming out every week. So mm. I may go back and get this. I know the Steam Deck's docking station is coming eventually. I'm a bit frustrated that it didn't come with the Steam Deck. Like, it, you know, the dock, mm. you'd think it would. But who knows? Who knows? Mm. Maybe we'll later on. So, Fergus, shall we move on to our final, final news segment for the uh, video game section? Yes. What do we have? We've got Nintendo, baby! We've got uh-huh. some Nintendo. We had a Nintendo Direct Mini come out. Uh, obviously, we had games like Persona uh, announced, so really look forward to playing that when it comes out. Uh, Persona, um, 
Persona 5, I've just got to get the names here correctly, Persona 5 Royal, Persona 4 Golden, Persona 3, Portable coming to Nintendo Switch, uh, I believe they're coming on October 25th, 21st at least, and then Persona 4 and Persona 3 later on, and they're coming to Game Pass later on in the year. What I want to talk about though is a lovely, lovely game called Mario Rabbids Spark of Hope. Sparks Indeed. of Hope, sorry. Coming out, finally, finally got a release date for October 20th of this year. Did you play the first uh, Mario Rabbids game, Fergus? Yes, I very, very much enjoyed the first uh, Mario Rabbids game. Um, I was the first time I think I've seen a crossover between the uh, or originally the Rayman Rabbids and Mario, which you know at the time was quite an unusual crossover. But um, definitely spent like an entire Christmas really just working away at this game. Um, think XCOM, but cuter. Yeah, pretty much that. It's it, and. I'm going to give you a little bit of an inside story now. I've never finished this game. No, I never have I. It does get really hard towards the end. Where did you get to? I got to um, I got to Bowser Jr. pretty much. And I was like, I was I was pretty much done after that. I, I, I really need to go back and finish the game. It was it was brilliant, though. Like the actual mechanics of the, even even attacking within movement was great. And mm. seeing this trailer today, going by the gameplay trailer, people, you'll be able to freely move. So in the previous game, you had to move within, within a grid. Now yeah. they've added a whole new movement element where you'll be able to move, attack, and then stop, and then be able to attack again, like the previous game, but there's a whole other added element to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm the fact it's coming October 20th. It seems October is going to be a very, very busy month. Uh, lining up for those Christmas sales, I think. Oh, um... yeah. Yeah. We're, getting, we're getting Call of Duty, I believe, in October. We're getting Gotham Knights. We're getting Playtale Requiem. We're getting this, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope. We're getting... It's going to be a busy month. Busy, mm. busy month. Especially for us here at NMI, because we'll be doing a lot of reviews for that, no doubt. Yep. But no, love Mario Rabbit. I really, I really want my Galaxy 2 announcement. Mm. Not, 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 sorry, not Galaxy 2. Odyssey 2. I want my Super Mario Odyssey 2 announcement. Yes, that would be good. That would be good. Um, because I, st- I still feel the ending to that game, the, st- the ending to that game changing to that music that they played at the end, I did not expect. And it was so good. It was mm. so fun. I'm not going to spoil it for you people, but it was a brilliant ending. I never collected those 999 stars, though. I was not no. on moons. I was not doing that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, brilliant game. I'm, I'm obviously Nintendo, so we're going to play it. And it, it, just gives me, it just gives me hope to go back to my Nintendo Switch because... There haven't been many games to pull me back, to be honest. There is a game that might pull me back for a little bit, and it's a game that's probably been out for so long now. So, so long. And, uh, Fergus, mm-hmm. have, you heard about, have you heard about the cake? The cake? Yeah, uh, do, do, you know, do you know about the cake, right? The one down the local bakery? Yes, but I've heard it's a lie, though. Oh, that's a shame. It looks I so know. Real. I know. It's a, that, was a, that was a terrible 30-second joke that we pulled in there. <laughs> it was actually terrible, people, but... Yes, it seems that the Portal series is coming to Nintendo Switch not not anytime soon, not anytime earlier, but it's today on uh, mm-hmm. June twenty eighth. Uh, mm-hmm. So is now Portal Companion Collection is out on Switch today. Now, isn't that a triumph, people? Yes, I'm going to throw that in there as well. Uh, <laughs> this is absolutely terrible. I don't care. I'm leaving it in there. How do we feel about Portal coming to Nintendo Switch now? It's good that it's being more accessible. I think it has sort of drifted away from the public. Uh, but again, just being able to get their hands on it and play it switches a new audience 
it's old enough to be able to run on the Switch, which sounds it's a bit of a diss, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, I and also like with with Portal, I'm I'm just wondering how that will play out on the Switch as well. I'm just I'm really wondering to be honest. Oh, as in insert motion controls to it. I don't. Mm, I don't know. That could be very sickly, to be honest. Yeah, I mean it's already hard enough. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. And but that, I believe that is Portal One and Two coming to Switch. Yes. So really looking forward to seeing that. To be honest, really looking forward to seeing that. One more game series that's returning to the Switch, the console. Well, coming to consoles first on Switch. Return to Monkey Island. Uh, I don't think I played this when it first came out, but it is legendary. I've never played this series either, but I've heard Monkey Island is absolutely brilliant. I'm probably going to have mm. to play this now. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what goes on there. I'm really, really, really am looking forward to seeing what goes on there. Obviously, can't really say much because neither of us have really played it, to be honest. But the art style looks really fun. The art style looks really nice. Uh, and mm. uh, we'll definitely give that a go when it comes out. I don't believe it has a release date yet, but I believe it's coming to Nintendo Switch. I believe that was what was told. Mm. So, yes, people, that is the news, people. I'm so glad you've all joined us for that. An illegal spy agency discovers the theft of a prototype weapon. Derek, codename Confused Llama, and his handler, Frank, codename Majestic Vol, investigate the theft. A naive man with fanciful notions, Derek sets out on his inept journey to reclaim the weapon from villainous hands, unaware of the hidden tale following him. Enter the world of Confused Llama, a spy's tale, a short comedic spy thriller Available on Amazon, in paperback, or Kindle. So, obviously, you know, with 2022, and we're, we're halfway through the year now, people. Yep. COVID, COVID's finally behind us. I'm joking. It's still still looming in the darkness, waiting for us. As it's already it's already caught me a second time, so... Yeah, it's still out there, isn't it? Uh, yeah, very much it is. But let's not dwell on the dark. Let's dwell on the light in the future, people. The light in the future. And that is video games. All the video games that we're getting. And we're all really, really looking forward to seeing what's coming. Now, me, myself and Fergus, we've, we, we've come up with a, a top three list for each of uh, for each of us. What we're really looking forward to seeing what's coming out in the rest of 2022. Mm. Uh, we'll probably, um, I don't know if you've got any honourable mentions yourself, Fergus. I've got a few honourable mentions myself, which I might mention very briefly before we get into the top three. Uh, no. I say we're only we're halfway through the year, so if we're for the next six months, I'm pretty set on the ones I am getting hype for. That's fair. That's fair. Well, well, how about we uh hop straight into our list? So, do you mind if I? Yes, start by all means. Week? Yeah, let's uh, let, let, let's flip it this week. So I'll just do the honorable mentions first. Then go into my uh, top one. So my honorable mentions are a Plague Tale Requiem, which I'm really looking forward mm. to this game. Obviously, you know uh, the sequel is coming out on october 18th uh mm-hmm. around my birthday hint hint people <laughs> it uh it's set during the uh black plague and i was reading an article about this how the technology for this is absolutely insane compared to the first one like how the first game could only render like maybe five to six thousand rats on screen at once uh this one can render three hundred thousand rats at once i like that how that's the the metric rats I mean, it's, it's free. Rats I've heard from another podcast, it is a tsunami of rats can on a screen at once now. Oh my this, god. This game is going to be day one on Game Pass as well. 
And the first one is already on Game Pass now. So go watch, go play A Plague Tale Innocence. Uh, it follows Amicia and Hugo uh, during the... And uh, yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything more than that. This is more of an action adventure game, the sequel. They're adding more action elements, which actually, it doesn't seem to be pushing too much more action, but it seems to be just the right amount. That's from Asobo Studio, and I'm really looking forward to this game. Stupid looking forward to it. That's uh, published by Fergus Entertainment. Uh, dropping over to another uh, um, one, though, which we actually did mention earlier, is Mario Rabbids Spark of Hope. So, mm-hmm. I'm obviously, I really almost did put this in my top three, but uh, I think I just need to see more of this game before if I did put it in my top three, to be honest. And obviously, that's coming out October 20th, and it is a turn-based adventure strategy game uh, co-developed de- uh, between Ubisoft Paris and Ubisoft Milan, and it's published by Ubisoft. Uh, it's a sequel to Mario, Rad- Mario Rabbids Kingdom's Battle, and it's set for release on October 20th, 2022. Can't wait for that. No, maybe maybe we'll have some multiplayer effects. How, how does that sound? Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely up for that. Excellent. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I just I, This game looks stunning. I'm fin- finally looking forward to playing this because it's been, like, it's been f- six years since the original. It's been a while. It doesn't feel like it's been that long because I do genuinely still play the original Six one. years? 2017? Mm. It'll be six years, right? Yeah, six years. Yeah, wow. Yeah, uh, five, six years, you know. Time, yeah. what is that? What is that, people? A uh, co- couple very quick mentions is The Last of Us Part 1. Mm-hmm. Which is coming out September second. Uh, really looking forward to playing that. Obviously, you know it's called Part One now because obviously it's using the same engine as Part Two. Uh, no doubt, I'm going to play replay this game. I believe they're keeping the same story, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how the upgraded mechanics play into Part One. See how much they change it because it was really stunning. And obviously, we've got the show coming out soon. Final honorable mention, just quickly run through these people, is the Clister Protocol coming out on December second, twenty twenty two. I've heard this game is going to be gory as fuck. Like, they actually released a news article saying this game is going to be much gorier than people anticipated, which I'm like, yes, give me that gore. Um, and, yeah, again, you know, I'm a big Dead Space fan. It's one of the original creative Dead Space. Um, and, obviously, Dead Space is coming out in June, January next year. But that's 2023, people. This is 2022 we're talking about. Uh, and, yeah, I just really look forward to seeing what happens with this game. Obviously, it's set in 2320 on a prison college called Black Iron operated by the United Jupiter Company, and it's located on Jupiter's moon Callisto. You play Jacob, prisoner Jacob Lee, played by Josh Dumel, uh, and you have to find themselves in the midst of an alien invasion. And um, it seems to be engineered by the warden of the prison, because it always is. It's always the fucking warden, those things. I'm just really looking forward to this game. I think the gameplay demo that they showed us recently was great. I think, you know, having the uh, beginning of the game and the midpoint of the game and showing us the gory ending the character can have is a great idea. Yeah, again, just really looking forward to the Clister Protocol coming out on December 2nd. But, right, let's get into my number three. So my number three is actually a game we talked about earlier. It is Gotham Knights. So Gotham Knights for me, I think I'm looking forward to this game because I'm a massive Arkham fan. Now, I know this isn't developed by Rocksteady. It has been developed by Warner Brothers Montreal, but they did develop the Arkham Origins game, which I thought was great back in the day. I think it was underappreciated for what it was. I think the story was brilliant. It's coming out October 25th, and obviously you're going to be playing as the four Bat children, the Bat children, essentially, the Bat family, you know, Dick Grayson, Barbara Gordon, uh, Tim Drake, and Jason Todd. Uh, and Alfred Pennyworth is involved in it, and there's other, loads of other characters. And you're going to be fighting the Talons. This is one of the main reasons why I'm looking forward to this game, is because the Talons are a... It's the Court of Owls storyline from the comic books, which is like a secret society who... A secret rich society who have been, like in control of Gotham for like hundreds of years. And 
I'm, I'm hoping that this is where the the Batman Matt Reeves series is going. If you've seen the Batman, you could kind of see it's going to go in that direction. But with this game itself, though, I, there was a recent news article about how this is going to be the biggest version of Gotham there is. That's great and everything, but it needs to be filled. It needs to be populated well enough. That's mm. a concern I have. I'm hoping that the combat is tighter because as we just spoke about in a previous podcast, the uh, Jason Todd Red Hood combat looked the weakest out of all of these. Now, this is really hopeful for me to say it's my number three on my top anticipated games. But I just think because it's a Batman title and, you know, I love me some comic books. Really loving to see what they do here. Um, I'm a big fan of um, Tim Drake and Dick Grayson, Nightwing. I'm just really looking forward to see how this plays out. So obviously it's been developed by Unreal Engine 4. Would have been interesting to see Unreal Engine 5. They are doing a CW TV show, though, called Gotham Knights, which mm. isn't, which has a similar, well, not a similar premise to this, but I'm wondering how that's going to play out. I've heard mixed reviews about that, to be honest. Don't know how that will play out. Really looking forward to this video game. Hopefully it plays up really well. But, uh, Fergus, I'm going to flip it over to you now, man. What's your number three? Uh, number three, in no particular order, let's say. Number three is Stray. Hey! Yes. Uh, up-and-coming adventure game developed by Blue 12 Studio, published by Annapurna. Um, scheduled for release on 19th of July this year. Will be on a range of platforms. Yay, much soon. Uh, is developed in Unreal Engine 5. Uh, so I am looking forward to wandering the cyberpunk streets uh, with... Um, Raycast puddles and a, as a cat. Uh, I think it is quite an interesting game, really. Like it's not often you get to play as an actual animal, like a animal you would have in our real world. Um, so it really shifts the perspective of um, the cyberpunk universe. Um, I don't think there are any actual humans. It's primarily these robot humanoid, computer head face guys so how the cat communicates and what missions you get and what you have to do or if it's it's going to be interesting so i do have to jump in and say it is actually developed in unreal engine 4 still it's not unreal engine 5 yeah it's uh going from the wikipedia here it is saying unreal engine 4 well google which is referencing wikipedia is listing it as unreal engine 5 interesting so a bit of both Maybe they're, you know, porting it. I don't know if you can do such things. I'm sure it'll be a perfect experience. No, I'm really looking forward to this game as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's developed by Annapurna. Uh, so going off the wiki here, you do play as a stray cat in a world of robots, and the enemies are Zerks, who attack the player in vicious swarms. Uh, you're accompanied by a drone called B12. Gotta love some robots. You'll, if you, When you watch mm. everyone, you'll, you'll know why. Um, but, yeah, the fact that this is coming out in three weeks as well, yeah, it's really soon. I've been tracking this game for a while now, um, say a few years. The development has advanced considerably since the initial concept, which I think most people found quite strange initially. Um, but I hope it's like a full fleshed out game. Yeah, so actually reading the development here, it says they've been working on it since 2015. Mm, yeah, it has been a while. Yeah, it's called the HK Project back in the day. Um, and it was, you know, it was developed by the Blue 12 founders, uh, Kula and uh, Viv. Uh, so, mm. and obviously they're for Ubisoft. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down for this, man. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do here. I, again, who doesn't love playing? I remember when this was first shown at the State of Play. I believe it was the 
the uh, the PlayStation show. Oh no, it was the PlayStation Showcase, I believe. Mm. That uh, very long showcase, and they just had this video of a cat. I remember. Yeah, um, I remember that. My housemate is a my housemate is a big fan of cats, and he's mm. definitely down for playing this. And it's going to be on PC as well. Yep. So it definitely helps you out there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd, I'd, as I'd, as mentioned earlier in the podcast, people, I do love the fact that this is going to be on PlayStation Plus as well. So on PlayStation Extra, Deluxe Premium tiers. So you'll be able to just play it day one straight out of the gate, which I think is really interesting. PlayStation did say they're not putting their first party titles on uh, PlayStation Plus Extra onwards. But this because with this being a third party title, I'm wondering if that's how it's going to play out. Like certain third party titles will come out day one. Mm-hmm. It'd be a really interesting concept for them to do. Thank you for that, Fergus. Uh, you know, I'm kind of glad you put it on there. I, I unfortunately didn't put it on my list because I, I was kind of hoping you might put it on yours. And I was very mm-hmm. happy to hear you do that to us. And in the earlier in the podcast, when I mentioned Stray, I was actually going to talk about myself. but I didn't realize you were. So you covered it for me. So flipping over to my number two, we're staying in the comic book realm now. And it is mentioned by another lovely uh, person on this podcast, James. I'm looking forward to Foraxis's Marvel's Midnight Suns. Still don't fully know what's going on with this game, but the fact that I get to play Ghost Rider and Blade and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man in a game, and it's going to be from the development team of who made XCOM and is a tactical role-play game with a card system. I'm down for that. Like, like you know, and it comes out October seventh. Like, I don't know if I'm going to retire any in October to play any of this. To be honest, the question is: Would I play it on PC or console? Is the question. Mm. PC? I mean, if we're talking like tactical, turn-based, card-based, slow play, I don't know. I would always default to PC for something like that, personally. But um... yeah, I get that. And you know, and you can customize your character at the beginning of the game. So you play as a character called the Hunter, which is a new character created for Marvel's Midnight Suns, and they can choose from up to forty different abilities. Supposedly, this going off the Wikipedia page. Uh, there'll be thirteen different heroes. Uh, Included with the Hunter, it's Iron Man, like Captain America, Wolverine, Spider-Man, Scarlet Witch, because you have to, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Blade, Ghost Rider, Magique, uh, and Nico, Nico Monaru. And mm. you'll be going up against Lilith, the mother of demons, and her forces, who's been revived by Hydra. Hydra. That was my terrible German accent, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's developed by the team who created Civilization, the XCOM series, and it's a Marvel, it's a Marvel property outside of like what we had with Marvel's Avengers and I love the Spider-Man game series. Like I think the fact that you'll finally be able to play that soon, Fergus, I think is a great because, you mm. know, Marvel Spider-Man is stunning. Yeah, it'd be good to play that again. But uh this game if you, they it does sound interesting. Um I have I've literally not even seen a trailer for this, so I'm trying to imagine it. I mean like the that. fact yeah, the fact that like Venom and Hulk are in this game as well, but they might not be the good guys in this one, uh which I think is interesting. Uh, and the fact we're getting Blade, the movie, soon as well, I think it's a good introduction like to reintroduce Blade into the world after, you know, the reason the Blade movies, which are quite old now. Like, you know, the, the old Blade movies are quite old now. They're almost 20 years old. So, um, and also, yeah. we have to thank Blade for the, for the modern comic book world, in my opinion, the movie. Mm. You know, a lot of people praise uh, Spider-Man and X-Men, but Blade was the first one that went darker and, you know, more action-based yeah um absolutely like this is pre-planned cinematic universe marvel and someone decided it was a standalone good film and hey let's make it it was great yeah and i believe i'm I'm wondering from the looks of it this seems to be the danny reyes and i believe it's the 
uh, Danny Reyes. Uh, sorry, uh, R- Robbie Reyes. Uh, Danny Reyes, I believe, is a different person. <laughs> uh, Robbie Reyes, uh, Roberta Reyes' version of Ghost Rider, not the Johnny Blaze version. So this is the Ghost Rider who has the car, uh, not the motorbike. So this will be a different version because there's like three different versions of Ghost Rider. Right. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this plays out. It's uh, yeah, it's um. So going off with the gameplay, uh, yeah, you play thirty different heroes, um, and also between combat missions, there's like this location called the Abbey, which is like your hub, and you can actually mm-hmm. interact with characters in this place and talk to them, which I think's really an interesting element for XCOM. Because, well, you know, for the developers of XCOM, because it was just before base building. You you literally just upgraded to characters, upgraded to base, and that was it. There was no true like narrative element to it where you could actually learn more about his characters and learn more of story between missions which i think is a which i think is an added bonus and the fact that again we're getting this in october so we're getting strain july we're getting last of us in september and this in october it's just and gotham nights in october as well it's just it's going to be it's going to be great for a few months to uh, mm. play these and yeah that was my number two what's your number two fergus next up we have uh rollerdrome uh, I don't know if you saw this in the... Uh... Oh, I think I know exactly. Yeah, this is that um, shooter on Rollerblades game, isn't it? It is. Single-player, third-person action shooter that seamlessly blends high-octane combat with fluid motion to create an action experience like no other. Uh, as I say, I saw the trailer for this during the uh, Summer Games Festival uh, a few weeks ago, and it does look as it describes insane insane great like you you can get an awful lot of air you can do some shooting it's probably not going to be too taxing on your pc because it's let's say indie-ish which uh it is published by roll seven i believe so i can say i'm actually looking actually at the steam page for this now Mm. the recommended specs are only an i3 610 or amd fx 6300 and a gtx 560 ti or an AM or a Radeon HD R927X or Radeon Vegas 8. Yeah, you and only four gigs of RAM. Yeah, you do not need a high powered PC to play this game at all. Yeah, we'll run on toaster. And say fluid action does look right from what I'm seeing. Uh, a lot of explosions, kind of the graphics aren't too bad, like cartoony. Um well, this is yeah, from the it... developer of Ali Ali World and Ali. Uh, sorry, Ali Ali. Yeah, Ali Ali World and not here in Ali Ali Two. Mm. So you know they they weren't like the highest you know graphics out there, but they were stunning games. You know, I've I've I, I've had people who've played those games, and I've heard you know people highly praise it. Going off of like you know Steam here, there's like 398 reviews just on Steam, and it's like an 85 percent you know rating for it. So, uh, yeah, just I'm rewatching the trailer now, and it it, it looks like one. <laughs> What can I put? Do you remember that film, uh, Roller Rollerball or uh, Death Boy? There was a film like we we where the people went around a rink and they fought and died, but it was like a cheesy nineties, early two thousands movie. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I think I might have seen like comedy sketches alluding to it, but I don't think I've ever seen the original source of this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's I believe it starts Freddie Prince Jr. or someone like that. But anyway, it's one of those like it feels like one of those eighties or nineties, early nineties movies where people are fighting like high octane, like rollerblade yeah. guns. It it describes itself as like retro future set in the twenty thirties. It's of corporations have taken over. You've got to kill people on roller skates for fun. Oh yeah, that's literally that's thing. literally an eighties movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You get to play an 80s movie on a toaster. What more could you want? (laughs) 
it's kind of like a sequel to Marathon Man, or Running Man, sorry, Run, Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. This mm. is a roller drum instead. No, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I saw the trailer for this. I, I'll, I will admit, I, not, not hugely my cup of tea, but I think it's a case of like, you know, maybe I just need to see more. And I think it's one of those games you definitely need to play with friends. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's a good, hopefully it's a good easy way of actually playing. Maybe, maybe there is a, hopefully it's multiplayer. Yeah, it doesn't oh, no, multiplayer it's, it's single, listed. Oh, no, it's single player. It's a single player experience. Yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. interesting to be honest. Hmm. So, leaderboards but um i guess who knows who knows planned release 16th of august again again a month after straight you've got you've got a game per month fergus you've got a Mm. game per month how awesome will that be how awesome will that be so um obviously you know that's your number two fergus showy can you guess my number one now do you want me to or shall i give you a hint oh give me a clue this game does not have a release date yet. Oh, no. But it's supposed to be this year. Supposed to be this year. Um, and I have mentioned it already once in this once today. Is there a Blade game coming? No, it's not Blade. There, the, Technically, there's a, a type of Blade in it, but... Uh, sword fighting mega crabs. <laughs> I don't <No>. know. <laughs> God of War. Oh, of course. Yeah, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah obviously. Okay. Kind of wish this news was coming out sooner mm. because we don't know when this game is coming out yet. Supposedly, it's still set for this year. There's rumors it's either October, like late October or mid November, which would be the perfect time to release this because it's set in winter as well, which would be the perfect time anyway. Don't get me wrong. All for de- game titles has been delayed, and I'm just looking. I'm just. I'm just looking forward to playing the game. You know, as a, as an mm. avid fan, you know, I thought the. You know, I would. I would. I will admit. I was not a big fan of the original God of War games, like the original PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 games. That style was not my cup of tea, even though I don't exactly because I don't like tea. Perfect analogy for me. But when the remake or uh, the sequel sort of like soft reboot came out with the new mechanics, new style and more heavily focused on narrative. And I thought it was stunning. Loved that game. The fact that it came out so many other titles that year is just insane to me. And again, it's on the PlayStation Plus collection now, people. Uh, go play it. Oh, it's on PC as well. Go play God of War uh, from 2018. It is scheduled for this year. And also, supposedly, uh, this will depict the end of days and the Norse gods. And supposedly, this might be the last one, like in this series. Like, mm. not, they might not. They might not do a, a sequel. Like it's so confirmed during a, tw- a, a PlayStation showcase 2021, Ragnarok is going to be the finale of the Norse era of this series. This mm. is going by Wikipedia and news articles. That's interesting to me. The fact that it's only two, two games in this entire sequel. Now I'm wondering if maybe the one after this will be like the sun taking over. Mm. Like now I'm not going to spoil it for you because I do recommend playing it, but there's a reason why I think this and how mm. it ties into the Norse mythology. Mm. I'm hoping that might be the case, but god of war ragnarok watch us now we finish recording this episode and in two hours time they'll they'll have like a like a twitter post saying watch the state of play in a couple of days for god of war ragnarok announcement which i will most likely include people a new segment in this and i'll probably mention it if we do it yeah i'll probably do a, a pre-recorded segment at the beginning again top game i want to play this year cannot wait for this to come out absolutely stunning go play the first one people it's just it's just insane how the anticipation for this game for people as well is just so good. Also, the original creative director, I believe the creative director, 
is not coming back for this game or the game designer for this game it's 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 someone else who took over this one eric williams is actually now the director for Corey barlog he's actually gone into a new ip that hasn't been announced yet that he's working on so i'm also interested to see how the game plays out with a new director now i've heard this director is very good with this game series like i've heard some good things like on you know uh, Corey barlog uh, promoting him and also on the internet as well i've heard good things from you know from posts and everything obviously you know don't look at it personally but you know i'm hopeful to see what he does and really looking forward to seeing how this game series played out and really looking forward to the to the surprises which may play out and also again dave batista is for my uh, live action god of war people for the amazon tv series uh so we'll tie that into this week as well but that's my number one people that's my number one fergus um do you want to regale us with your number one gaming choice yes at number one is kind of an interesting one. I've been tracking this game for a while, uh, probably every year now. Um, Serial Cleaners. That, what the, what the fuck? Serial <laughs> <laughs> Cleaners is a single-player stealth action crime game where you alternate between four eccentric mob cleaners taking on the jobby, bloodiest jobs for the care, of the carefree 90s. So you work as a mob uh, hitman crime scene cleaner so you turn up to these crime scenes with a hoover and have to hoover up all of the blood while sneaking around the cops that are descending on the crime scene <laughs> this is this is weird man I'm, I'm actually just like checking out as we talk about this now like it, it this it struck me as pretty unique as a concept um i mean that's to say the least like it is scheduled for 20 22nd of September 2022 uh, has been delayed somewhat because of COVID. Um, again, it's just a single player game. Uh, and it's a remake or a sequel, sort of sequel, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I'm so I'm actually, I'm actually going off on here now. So there is a game developed by the same studio, uh, Draw Distance, uh, Fire mm. Fire Games. Uh, oh, a different publisher back then called Serial Cleaner. Uh, it's on. It's on. Um, it's a yeah. Oh yeah. So Serial Cleaner is a sequel. Is a. It's a pre. Is a, is the original. So Serial Cleaner is a sequel. This is set in the seventies. Uh, you play as a professional cleaner. Your job is to clean up murders. It's, yeah, it's the original. And I'll tell you this, Fergus. It is currently two pound thirty nine on Steam. Oh, okay. I might so get Fer that. Yeah, Fergus is like, I know what I'm playing later on. Mm. Uh, after some force but yeah no this is a very unique art style this is actually like it's more top down based this one it's uh it's also 2d top down based so this is uh, called serial yeah. cleaner but yeah serial cleaners yeah again quite an indie title um looks great it's again fairly new unique concept uh, new to me anyway so this is developed by draw distance uh published by 505 games and yeah, it's going to be um, a single player game coming out. And yeah, this is this is very interesting to be honest. I would have never like I I'm that's that's the that's the great thing about hosting podcasts with your friends, people. You never know what people are going to say because <laughs> like at the end of the day, and also this doesn't seem like a heavy, intensive visual game as well. And I'm one I'm wondering if that this game will come out. Not just on. Uh, oh, yeah, no, that answers my question. It's coming out for Switch, PlayStation Floor, and Xbox One as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I imagine. Wondering if it'll be on Game Pass. Hmm. I mean, maybe. Um, I think any publisher worth their salt is trying to get everything on Game Pass right now, aren't they? Pretty much, pretty much indeed. But no. Um, 
I'm actually going to have to add this to my list, to be honest. Uh, did you see this from the Future Games show last year, by any chance? Because I just saw a trailer for that, so I'm presuming... Right, probably, yes. Because um, that, that's one of the shows you enjoy watching, isn't it? Yeah, it is one of the ones I follow. Um, I said there's a huge amount of interesting stuff. Um, I definitely think uh, Chaz might be interested in this as well, possibly. He, mm. he does love his um his indie games, so it's definitely something... Now, yeah, because this will be classed as indie. Yeah, I think so. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm loving the fact that I've gone for like the triple A route and you've gone for more the indie route, which is, mm. is is really nice, you know, parallel, to be honest. I'm really looking forward to this game, to be honest now. I'm actually going to have to, I'm actually adding it to my Steam library now Yay. on my Steam wish list. So um, it's another single player game, so be interested to I still need to play Disco Elysium. Yes, it does yes. look good. I haven't got right. Um, the reason I say it. that is because mm. the art style for this looks like Disco it Elysium. It is pretty similar, yeah. 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 Um, Hopefully that audio didn't come through. Every time I click the video, the bloody Steam audio uh, starts playing. So yeah, no, that's just really cool. Like, you know, how how these video games are popping up now. And also September, like, you know, we're getting a good... From July onwards, it seems to be going to be getting a good sleuth of games. And a good, maybe some mm. good, really good indie titles to tie us over to the big AAA titles, which are coming out later in the year, which is really good to be honest. Because, you know, we had games in the, earlier in the year, like Vampire Survivor, uh, survivors which i'm still you know i'm i'm gonna go back to soon because i believe they're doing updates for that two pound game you mm. know brilliant game the fact that the original version of this game is two pound on steam right now i think i might actually go buy this myself and give it mm. a go and uh mm. see how it goes later and the fact this is a sequel um is really interesting to be honest <laughs> oh my god i'm just looking at one of the gifts now he's cleaning up blood with a hoover yeah, 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 yeah. that that is oh, that is stupid but <laughs> That is that is hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's homage to Tarantino classics and B movie. I'm just reading the Steam now, people, just yeah, trying to figure out. Like, yeah. but no, I'm really really looking forward to this, man. I'm really looking forward to this. But no, thank you for that, Fergus. That was a really interesting top three list, man. And hopefully, you know, in the future, maybe I'll have to find the other informers top three list for the rest of the year. Maybe, maybe if they don't listen to this episode, maybe I have to have a nice little comparison to see what they're actually looking forward to. Maybe if we have some 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 crossover, It'd be really interesting mm. to see. But Fergus. I want to thank you for joining me again today, man. It was really good to have you here. No problem at all. It's been uh, fun as always. Honestly, it's it's so good to have you here, man. Like, you know, and it's so good to have all the rest of the crew. As you said, you know, we usually have a rotation of people coming in and out of uh, NMI. It's it, because we, we don't like to, you know, constrain people to be here every week. You know, we like to make it you know, a really good free-form conversation for people to just come on and have a good, have a good conversation, have a good chat. Mm. Yes. I think it works. Yeah, so yeah, right, people. I want to thank you all for joining us today, myself and Fergus. I want to thank you all for coming as well. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with us, please email us at nmipodcast at outlook.com. That's nmipodcast at outlook.com. Uh, go to our Linktree, uh, search Linktree. Just go on Google, search Linktree NMICast. You'll be able to find all of our social sites on there, Twitter, Instagram. You'll also be able to found, find our Spotify and iTunes audio for this podcast. It, you may be whichever platform you're listening on. Uh, just search for NMI-when-you-need-what-info. NMI That's NMI-when-you-need-what-info. Again, if you just want to search via Twitter and Instagram, it's just at NMICast. We're also in the process of possibly looking at doing some live uh, recordings together, not live shows, you know, in a in a bar. We're not that big yet. Not, not yet. that big yet, people. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, just getting maybe getting us together, have a have a good, good group conversation, which we've not done yet for twenty over for twenty four episodes. We've had it, had to do because of COVID. We've had to you know 
do recording sessions uh, via Discord and the other technological means. But yes, again, people, if you want to get in contact with us, any questions, queries, or compliments, maybe topic suggestions, which we will be doing later on, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe some, you know, some questions, you know, send us your favorite games, maybe games that you want to hear uh, for the rest of this year, or, you know, at us on our Twitter and Instagram at NMICast to find out what you want to hear. Again, I've been your host, Nate. Thank you for joining me today. Again, thank you to Fergus for joining as well. Thank you for having me. And I'm going to let Fergus do the usual sign-off now. Stay safe, everyone. I'll speak to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.